Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Marketing Show. I'm your host, Matt Tebow, and today we're here in the studio with Matt Favreau. How's it going, Matt? Good, Matt. How are you? Pretty good. Matt Favreau, didn't, uh, he almost didn't make it today. Traffic, guys. One hour in a car for a 30-minute drive. <laughs> oh, Matt beat me here. Yeah. Did some devious things. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are watching this on video, I probably got the worst possible drink that you could get for a podcast. I got bubble tea, so that's pretty loud. But... Guys, if you're tuning in today, I'm excited. This is the second uh, episode of the Contractor Marketing Show. And today's title of the show is How to Build Authority as a Contractor So You Can Charge More. And today we're going to talk about um, a lot of different things. We have a lot of things on the agenda to cover. Old design basically to help you charge more and make more money in your contracting business. But first, I want to ask you a couple different questions. If you've ever struggled maybe where, um, you know, there's this guy in your town maybe who is another contractor in your niche And for whatever reason, you can't figure out why, because you do better work than he does. You know that you do better work than he does. But for whatever reason, maybe you feel like he's getting all of the jobs. Maybe you feel like uh, or you've seen that he's charging a lot more. But you know for a fact that you do better work. If you can relate to this, let me know. Um, Have you ever felt like maybe in um, Facebook groups, for example, where someone says, hey, I'm looking to get my kitchen done. I'm looking for kitchen renovation. And then you just see like just a huge wall of all these contractors who are just saying, oh, I can get that done for you at a cheap price and, you know, we'll, we'll get it done for you. And you just have that sinking feeling in your stomach where you're like, man, there's no way I've got a chance here. There's no way I'm going to be able to charge what I want. Like, I'm just not even going to bother with this. Race right? to the bottom. Pretty much, yeah. And so I know a lot of contractors have told me that. Or have you ever experienced where maybe, you know, you went into an estimate and you really felt like, hey, I made a connection with this guy. Um, there are these people. I really felt like I was going to get that job. I gave the estimate and then they ghost me. And then I figured out, you know, two weeks later, they moved forward with someone who was $1,000 cheaper. So if you can relate to any of that right now, then this podcast is for you. This is going to help you out. This is going to be able to help you overcome some of those challenges. Because really, what we're talking about today is how to build a brand so that if you have contractor A and contractor B, and both of them seem like they do the same exact thing, then of course it's going to come down to price, right? But if you have contractor A and contractor B, and one has a perceivable advantage over the other, the the key here is perceivable, right? Then they're going to pick you if that per, if you're that person, right? And so today we're going to talk all about how to build authority, how to build a brand, so that you can charge more in your contracting business. Now, um, I want to talk a little bit about the difference between marketing, branding, and advertising because I think that a lot of people will use this like interchangeably. And so I'm going to break down kind of my thoughts of what marketing, advertising, and branding is, and then Matt can share a little bit of what he thinks there. But to me, marketing is the overarching umbrella of promoting your company, right? You've got this great company. You do all these great things for these people, the services, whatever it is that you do in contracting. But marketing is the activity of promoting what it is that you do. A lot of contractors um, base their business based off of just referrals, right? And so that is a form of marketing, right? And so... 
under that is going to be advertising. Now, to me, advertising is basically a form of delivery to delivering um, whatever message it is that you want to deliver to the person that you want to reach. And typically, advertising is going to be a form of paid media. So you are paying $1 in, and then you are hoping to be able to get $2 back, right? And so a lot of contractors will say like, oh, we use word of mouth advertising. Well, that's actually the wrong terminology unless you're basically like paying a spokesperson to like hey go in front of a group of people and say hey like buy from bob's flooring that maybe door to door yeah <laughs> maybe yeah that's true but if you say word of mouth advertising what you're insinuating is that you paid money to be able to get that exposure right and so referrals would be considered a form of marketing not advertising and so that brings us to branding right and so branding is kind of what i was talking about earlier is how do I differentiate between my brand and this other guy, right? So you got contractor A, contractor B, and the homeowner is looking at you and he's thinking to himself, okay, what's the difference between these two? And so the only way that you're going to be able to get out of the price game is by building a brand. And so we can't really talk about how to build a brand and how to um, do that effectively if you don't understand the history of branding. So I want to just take a quick second to talk about this. So the history of branding. So initially, branding, it started off as ownership, right? So let's say that you're a farmer, Farmer Bob, and you've got some cows. Well, back then, the way to signify ownership of this farmer's cows is you would literally brand the cow, right? You would brand a symbol of your farm or company or whatever on the side of this cow, and that would tell someone, hey, that belongs to Bob the farmer, right? And so then as, uh, as time went on and branding evolved, what it, brand, uh, what it evolved into is differentiation, right? So initially, um, you know, you've got a small little town and you've got Bob the shoe guy and he sells shoes. Well, if there's only one guy in the town, he's the guy, he's, he's the, the guy. guy, he's the guy, right? Everybody's going. And sometimes you see this, right? Like where everybody's just going to that one little, little shop, right? Yeah. There's not a whole not lot much of choice goes into it. Kind of just like they're the guy, like, you know, everyone chooses them because that's the option. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's the guy. Right. And so that worked back then right? When you've got these small little towns. But then what happened is competition was introduced, right? Now you've got five shoe guys in, in town, right? And so branding evolved. Branding turned into a form of differentiation. Okay, um, I want to differentiate my brand so people want to buy my shoes, not this guy's shoes, blah, 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 right? And so now, though, branding is evolving once again, where now branding is evolving into identity. This is where personal branding is coming in, right? So now people want to not just buy from like a faceless company that like is, you know, there's no face to it and they don't really know who's behind it. They want to buy from people. This is where like vlogging, um, personal brands. Yeah, just like social media presence in general, really. Social media presence, exactly. And you see this with guys like Elon Musk, even Mark Zuckerberg now. They're coming out and doing personal branding because they're realizing 
Yeah, people are doing podcasts. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, who would have thought? And so now branding is shifting. It's going towards identity. It's going towards personal branding. And we're going to talk about personal branding and these kind of things. But really what we're getting at here is positioning your company, right? Because positioning your business, you can choose how you want to position your business in the marketplace, right? You can be the cheap guy, you can be the fast guy who gets it done in a certain amount of time, you can be the super expensive guy, there's a whole bunch of different angles that you have, but you need to be deliberate with it and be able to have um, intention behind that, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so basically, what I want to talk about now are just like, what are some of the brands, Matt, that come to mind for you when you think about positioning like higher end brands lower end brands let's let's kind of jump on that yeah i mean if you look at retail obviously a lot of people know big brands like rolex uh, louis vuitton they've kind of positioned themselves in the market where they could charge a premium on their products uh, because people want them and people associate luxury with them even though maybe the materials that they're putting into these products aren't um extremely high quality they're definitely better than like lower end brands but they're not the 10 20x that these brands charge for more or less the same uh, item like a watch or a purse and then you can look at the contracting space you can look at like wow one day painting Mm -hmm. um, or student works painting things like that where they're not necessarily the luxury guys um, but they've gained notoriety for their price and their efficiency uh, maybe people like hiring students because they feel that they're giving kids a chance to, you know, establish themselves um, in a working environment, whatever it may be. But brands like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that – so it's great that you touched on some of the higher-end brands because I know that for a fact that a lot of contractors don't want to be the cheapest possible guy. They don't want to even be the fastest guy. I know a lot of contractors listening to this right now are thinking to themselves, I just want to do really quality work, really really high-end quality work, and get paid what I'm worth. Because most of the guys listening to this are craftsmen who have built a business around that. Uh, maybe you've got a team of like five to ten people. You do quality work, and you just want to, you know, you want to be known and have a reputation for doing that, right? And so, in that case, then it's like you kind of want to start positioning yourself as the Rolex, right? And there's a lot of different ways of doing that. If you notice, like you look at Rolex's um, branding or any other of these high-end type brands, right? then they're not ever doing any of these kind of discount offers. People don't buy Rolexes because of the price that's so cheap. They're buying it because of what it means, the branding of it, what it means that you will be associated as the status of it, right? And so I want to talk a little bit about positioning and what this means for you. So we're going to dive into some really specific ways that you can start positioning yourself as a higher-end brand so you can charge more because that's the title of this podcast. Podcast, right? And so I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you want to start charging more. And so before we were writing, sitting down and writing down all of the things that you can do practically that are going to help you be able to charge more and set yourself up to position yourself in the marketplace so that people perceive you as being a higher end contractor. So that's exactly what we're going to get into now. Now, the simplest way to start doing that, and I talk about this in my book, Digital Marketing Secrets for Contractors. If you haven't read it yet, it will help you in this, just shameless plug. But um, the fastest way to start building 
this this sense of brand is through authority. And we talked about this a little bit before, but you know, when people hear authority, maybe they get a little bit weird. They think like police officer or like some kind of weird dictator. We're talking about the good authority. We're talking about the good authority here, right? And so this type of authority is where people see you as like a respected, trusted advisor in the marketplace, right? This is what you want. When you're in authority, people trust you. And when they trust you and they like you and they want to do business with you, it's going to make it a lot easier for you to charge what you're worth. Now, the fastest and easiest way for you to start building authority is through proof. Now, when I say proof, people are like, what do, what do you mean by that? What I mean is showing consistent proof over a long period of time that basically showcases that you are the real deal and that you actually deserve to be paid what you're worth, right? Yeah, you're doing the work. You know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And so some of the first, you know, the first thing that you might ask yourself then is like, okay, makes sense. How do I create proof? Like what proof do I show? So I've got a list of things here that we can go through. So on the previous podcast, we alluded a little bit from like an advertising perspective of the importance of niching and why that can help um, make advertising easier for you from a marketing perspective and just running your business. But I want to talk about it from also just like a branding perspective of being able to charge more. So niching and specializing, if you will, right? So specializing in a certain type of niche in, in your business, it's actually going to help you charge more too. Because if you think about it like this, think about like a heart surgeon versus the general, you know, doctor or whatever. The heart surgeon is going to get paid a lot more because he is a specialist. He specializes in one thing and he's very good at that. Whereas the general doctor is, you know, he's 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 okay at a lot of different things. He knows a little bit about a lot, right? And so, do you want to talk a little bit about just from what you've seen of like the importance of of that as well, Matt? Yeah, I mean, um, if they get questions about specific services, obviously, the more they do in one specific service, the more they know about that service. Um, so some of our clients, when they've advertised multiple things, yeah. sometimes we see like some chats going back and forth, people are asking about like specific materials, maybe they haven't worked with that material, like, for example, like roofing, if you're the roofing guy, and you could do every single kind of roof, there's not going to be a roofing lead that you can't tackle. Mm -hmm. So if you're specializing in roofing, um, and you know, you can do shingling, metaling, wood, whatever it is. Um, you're just going to be the roofing guy and it's going to make the most sense. Whereas if mm -hmm. you only, if you do one kind of roof, but you also do like painting and you also do like other general contracting exactly. work, yeah. it's just, you're just not going to be the roofing guy and you're going to lack in that area. And then people is not going to think of you as the, the roofing expert. They're going to, you're going to be the guy that can do some roofing, but also does xyz yeah i think a lot of contractors are a little bit scared because they're like i don't want to push away work right by by doing that i don't want to i don't want to pigeonhole myself by being known as the roofing guy right but i want to tell you a quick story about a previous client that we had um that this was transformational for his business so when he came to us initially um he said hey i'm a carpenter i just want more like car carpentry jobs he used to be a subcontractor and he was trying to break out on his own and start his own brand. And so he came to me. He's like, Matt, I, I'm a carpenter. I want more carpentry jobs. Like, how can you help me? And I said, first thing, man, don't call yourself a carpenter because 
like you're looking at this from like the perspective of being a subcontractor. And so instead, we need to look at it from being a homeowner, right? So we need to help you brand yourself as a more consumable service provider. And so what we did is we, I went, I said, going back to the primary profit maker, I said, what makes you the most profit for the residential jobs? He's like, decks. I'm like, great. So you are now known as the deck expert, and we're going to brand you as being the decking guy. And so that's exactly what we did. We branded him as being the decking guy. We put together a whole campaign based around decks and really um, positioned him as being the decking specialist. And this is what was able to take off his business like crazy. Like it was the, the night and day transformation was absolutely amazing. Um, and so that's a, a, an example of how you can position yourself within a specialization and start branding yourself so you can command higher fees, right? So that's one aspect is doing the specialization. The next thing that you can do is start jumping into credentials. So Matt, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, there's lots of things you could do to kind of establish yourself as a reputable business owner. Um, there's certain things like BBB, which is a big one that's easily accessible to all contractors. You basically just sign up. Uh, pay a small fee if you want to get accredited. And a lot of homeowners look at that as a um, source that you're, again, a reputable contractor. Um, you could get licenses within your industry. Um, you could work with uh, established um, brands. So if you want to buy, like, good paint, uh, if you want to work with, like, Sherman Williams kind of thing, you could, you know, always use the highest quality paint and supplies. Uh, you could be licensed, bonded, and insured. So people uh, are sure that you're going to go into their home, and if anything happens, God forbid... Um, you have the uh, financial backup to fix their issue, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, in some states, it's like you have to actually be like licensed and you have to do these things. So it's like these are things sometimes that you have to do from necessity. But I think, you know, it, it, it helps you a lot to be able to showcase these things as well in like a, a certain sense of professionalism that will help. Um, from the side of credentials, um, building on what Matt said, like, I know that a lot of contractors hate the idea of BBB, like they're like, oh, BBB is such like bullshit. <laughs> but for a lot of homeowners, like Matt was saying, they perceive that as being like a trusted source that they can rely on. A lot of homeowners think that it's like a publicly owned entity, like an org, uh, like a governmental thing, but it's a private business, right? But it still carries some weight. And so therefore, you should be focusing on things like that. Um, another thing is like any awards like in your in your area, like if you all of those little like awards, you know, that you win on like house or home stars that say like best service of 2023. These are a gold mine for your business because they're fairly easy to get. I don't think a lot of contractors really place much importance on them, but they carry a lot of weight if you can take those badges and then over the course of like four or five years, you put on your website like best of service 2005, best of service 2006, 2007, 2008, and like you're showing like over time that you've kept getting those. That is going to build a lot of authority. When a homeowner sees that, they're like, wow, I guess this is like a great business because they don't know about this stuff. They don't look into Homestars or house. They don't know like how it all works, right? And so when they see those things, 
I call them trust signals. When you show these trust signals to them on your website, your landing page, your ads, whatever. Even externally, like car yeah. wrapping, business cards, billboards, like whatever you're advertising, yeah. you could easily just slap them on. I was driving the other day and I saw a window washing company and it was like best window washing company of 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20. It's like, well, why am I not getting my windows washed with these guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like these things, they work, right? And so these trust signals, the more that you can use this in your business, this is going to really help um, build that proof that you actually know what you're doing. Another thing is getting enough testimonials. I talk about this all the time. So we can talk a little bit about Google reviews in a sec. I'll get Matt to talk about that, how important Google reviews are for your business, but also just the importance of getting um, video testimonials because a lot of contractors won't be doing this. Most people won't get a video testimonial. Why? Because it's harder to get and uh, it's just like inconvenient, right? And so it's like you have to actually like take out the phone and film your client and like get them to talk about their experience, right? But here's why doing a video testimonial is so important if you want to start positioning yourself as a higher end um, brand is because it is the hardest form of testimonial to fake, because you can't just like get a bunch of fake reviews on Google or whatever people to like just write whatever your friends and family, whatever. Getting a video testimonial, especially if it's like detailed from a client and they're talking about their genuine experience. What was it like before working with Bob the contractor? Oh, like I hated my house. I felt like I couldn't bring people over. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then I came across an ad online and I came across their business. And, you know, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give them a shot. And I worked with them and my experience was great because of XYZ reason. And now life's great and I have yeah. the people over. Yeah, you guys are like in the kitchen you built for them. It's like the dream kitchen, like yeah. the exact job you want. It's like a nice, like $60,000 kitchen. They show all like the great features, why they love yeah. it. And you're just like, this is this is what I want to do. Like yeah. this is what I want to deliver, deliver to every single one of my customers. Yeah, and I think a lot of contractors overthink it. They're like, "Well, Matt, like I don't have a professional camera and like I don't know how to work that stuff." Guys, you can yeah. just take out your cell phone. Nobody cares. It's so accessible now, yeah. honestly, cuz like any video is better than nothing. It's yeah. like it's it's still going to be like a, a huge asset for your business. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like if you want to see an example of what this looks like, you can go to our website, savantmarketingagency.com, and have a look at our testimonials there. And it's just like I just took out my phone and I just filmed our clients and they just talk about their experience. So video testimonials, super, super important. Definitely want to do that. Um, something else that I want to touch on is like, if you want to start attracting bigger jobs, because we get people who come to us all the time and they say, Matt, I want to start attracting higher end jobs. I want to attract big, bigger jobs. I keep getting these smaller jobs. Can you guys help me get these types of leads? And my response is always the same. I say, we can help you do that, but you need to be able to give us the marketing assets for us to be able to position you that way. Here's what I mean. We aren't able to deliver you the type of jobs that you want if you don't have the pictures and the testimonials and the proof that you can actually do those types of jobs, yeah. right? And so oftentimes, like, contractors will ask me, well, how do I get those jobs? Like, how am I able to get that? If we, you know, we want to start advertising for these types of kitchens, but we can't actually um, get any pictures of that or whatever. Do what you got to do because... You know, once I had a contractor, he asked me, he said, hey, Matt, I have a question for you. I have this job that's at this um, big mansion, and it's like the, the exact type of job that I want to do. 
And like, you know, I think that would be great for my reputation, blah, blah, blah. But there's a problem. The guy doesn't want to pay me exactly what I think that it would be worth. My response is, dude, do that job because that job is going to be able to um, catapult you or springboard you into getting more of those types of jobs, especially if you use that as an asset right? You take all the pictures and you, you get it professionally done, then you can use that in your advertising, right? Yeah. The pictures are really important because I feel mm. like people might rely on things like stock images if they're trying to you know show the exact job that they want. But people are getting smarter. I, I, I feel like stock images don't perform as well for ads specifically. And then there's obviously almost never a before and after shot with, an af- with a uh, royalty-free image. So if you can get like like Matt said the job that you want even if you have to take like you know a smaller profit margin on it yeah. just to get the pictures maybe get a review or a video testimonial if you can that'd be great um and then like he said you just bank on that you you leverage that to get more of those jobs and then you kind of create a snowball effect where it's like okay now we're almost only doing these jobs and then yeah. you could start picking and choosing and you always have your pipeline full of the jobs that you want yeah. And this is where like long term thinking comes into play, right? Because if you're just like, oh, like, we're not going to get paid what we want to on this job. It's like, dude, see the long term game here, though, because even though you're taking a little bit of an L on this job where, yeah, you're not getting paid exactly what you want to get paid, you're getting the opportunity to work on the type of job that you want to. And Matt was talking before, um, um, before this podcast about a really important point he was talking about if you can even just get like professional pictures done. So let's say that like this guy says, yeah, you can do this job. It's a little bit lower than you want to get paid, but you want to get the job done. If you really wanted to go above and beyond and really like utilize that as an asset in your business, you could maybe hire a photographer to take pictures of it afterwards. Yeah, because all it would take yeah. really is like two one-hour sessions kind of, right? Maybe not even that much, like half an hour each. I don't know. You know, It depends where the job is if they want to drive out for that. But a lot of people even have like family and friends now, like everyone's a photographer. So if you can get anything that's like kind of staged, just like clear images showing exactly what was done, you know, make sure you want to highlight the specific aspects of it. Because sometimes we get clients that give us pictures and it might be the exact job that they want, but like the pictures are from different angles, the lighting's off, just little things where it's like, oh man, you kind of like squandered an opportunity to really capitalize on that job. Yeah, 100%. And like, there's even like real estate photographers, whatever, like there, it's like 100 bucks. Yeah, I it's think affordable. For, it's affordable. It's affordable. You can make it happen. And so really, what we're saying here is just like the high level of it all is just like building out these credentials, right? You've got the awards, you've got the pictures, you've got the reviews, right? You want to talk a little bit about Google reviews? Yeah, for sure. So like, Google is pretty much the forefront and authority figure for uh most businesses now, local businesses, because people search for the service and they see, you know, 10, 20, 30 kitchen renovation companies, whatever, in your area. And they look at the reviews a lot of the time. And if you don't have any reviews or you have lots of negative reviews, if uh, the reviews look fake or if you're not answering the reviews properly, it's all hurting your chances of landing these big jobs that you want. So, um, you have to really try your best to get the reviews from your clients uh, in any way you can. Make sure that you, uh, you know, answer the negative reviews, even answer the positive reviews, just saying like, hey, thanks, I'm really glad I was able to work with yeah. you. Like show that you're appreciative of the work and the review. Um, 
and you have some ways to like help clients get reviews too. Like you, you encourage mm-hmm. them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've got a bunch of different strategies to help clients get reviews, whether that's just like, you know, having a little business card with like a QR code on it that you hand at the end of the job and you say, Hey, here you go. Right. Or maybe it's an automated email that goes out afterwards that says, Hey, like, would you mind leaving us an honest review? And you send a link directly to it. Or even just saying like, Hey, we'll give you like this gift card. If you leave us an honest review, right. The mechanism of like how you're going about doing it doesn't really matter. The fact is, is that you just need to figure out some kind of rinse and repeatable system to actually make it happen, right? Yeah, because like on average, I think it's like five to 10% of people leave reviews on anywhere, on any platform. I imagine Google is probably on the lower end. And if you're a contractor who's doing big jobs that take one, two weeks, you know, you do like, I don't know, 30 a year, something like that, uh, and you're getting you know, one to two reviews out of that, if you're not really pushing, you need those reviews, you need, yeah, you need those (laughs) reviews, right? So it's like, you should, especially the jobs where you're like really happy, you had a great rapport with the client, you're going in every morning, you're joking with them, you know, maybe they they give you coffee, whatever it is, like, why aren't they leaving a review? Like just a simple ask and like a follow up could get you the review and, you know, two reviews to 10 reviews to 50 reviews. There's huge differences in organic leads and just authority overall. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, so that's the credential side of things. So segueing now into just overall online presence. So like, you know, to start branding yourself and building that authority, we were talking about things like personal branding um, and just overarching, like talking about proof. How do I build proof on social media that I'm the real deal, right? There's a bunch of different ways of doing this. One way like contractors really will overthink social media and they'll ask me like, Matt, what do I post on social media? And the simplest way to think about this is think of social media as like a proof feed. That's what I think of it as. So all of that, me- all that means is just showing um, pictures of your work, right? And just a little description of just being like, hey, we worked on this shower today. This is what we did. Uh, really excited for this like client. You know, it's going to be this type of design, blah, blah, blah. Really looking forward to it. I'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, just document your progress. That could be like a week's, two weeks worth of posts, right? Like every day, what you're doing, little things. People love that. They eat it up. Yeah, you don't need to overthink this. Like I'll see a lot of contractors where they'll think that they need to like doctor up these images of fancy graphics and like all this stuff and like putting watermarks on like their thing. Yeah. And it's like you can do that like honestly it has a place for it it's you, cool. you should do it but it honestly the uh, the quantity is important so whatever mm. you can get pumped out all the time like even if you get like a new tool and you want to talk about the tool for a minute like maybe mm. not all the people on your page will appreciate it but like someone's going to appreciate it someone might go out and buy that tool and be like wow that was great advice thanks guy like yeah and it goes back to to like the whole thing of like proof right it's like wow this guy's like talking about this tool like he must really understand what he's doing yeah he's in the trenches right he gets the service he gets it yeah yeah and so it's like um pictures of your work we talked about pictures of your equipment hey we just got this new floor sander like we're really excited what this is going to do for our business because of xyz new team members pictures of your truck Hey, we just got our truck wrapped. I, mean, yeah. I saw one guy on our social media where he like took a picture of the truck and then he was standing in front of it with his arms crossed and he was like, oh, like we got our new professional truck. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. And honestly, just like authentic yeah. stuff that you could post as often as you can. Honestly, like it, it's, it's kind of sounds crazy, but like if you could post like five content pieces a day, mm-hmm. it's not too much. Like mm-hmm. just honestly, just keep dumping it. 
across as many platforms as you can to get your reach, spread your reach, get your notoriety up there. That's an interesting thing that you bring up because it's like I think a lot of people are wondering like how often do I post to like build my brand online and stuff like it's an interesting thing that you say there. It's like would you say that the quality would be more important in your eyes or the quantity? Um, I, I think maybe both like obviously you don't want to post absolute garbage but yeah. if you're sticking to your niche and you're talking about what you know it's not going to be that bad 100%, so basically yeah. the quantity um yeah. and it, basically as much as you can post i get it that a lot of people are on the tools they're busy uh they might not want to show their face they're kind of like shy but there's lots of avenues other than like video that you could be doing there's written mm. there's written forms there's different social channels like honestly wherever you're comfortable and whatever you mm -hmm. can do consistently mm -hmm do that mm -hmm. and you're gonna grow your brand and you're gonna grow your authority and then over time you know you could outsource certain things if you want to like if you don't want to uh be making these edited images mm -hmm. that you don't have to use all the time but you can hire like an editor to just do like the odd little thing here and there or if you don't want to do video maybe one of your younger crew members that's like 18 19 that's getting into the trade yeah. he's eager to do like youtube shorts for you or tiktok videos and it's like maybe you're kind of opposed to that but honestly like the more the merrier it's just mm -hmm. it's just better mm -hmm. and i'll say this the best thing that you could do guys honestly is showing your own face is also like leading with a personal brand like we were talking sure. like we were talking about earlier elon musk mark zuckerberg these guys are starting to realize that building a personal brand is how you start leading a company in 2023 and beyond. Yeah. Even more so if you're like the guy that's going to sell the job. Like if you're going there yes. to do the estimate and yeah. you're trying to get the clothes. Like oh, that's Fred. I saw you online. Yeah. Like yeah. you're just going to instantly gain so much yeah. more notoriety as like almost like a, a famous person. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's not like that, but people actually view it like that. If they're seeing your face all over their time, all over their feed, mm -hmm. they're seeing ads for you. They're like, their people are talking about you. They saw you on like the local news, whatever it is. Yeah. Like you're going to get jobs just because people know who you are. Yeah. And this is going into like building yourself as a celebrity, right? Like Matt was talking a little bit about like videos, like, oh, you don't have to do videos, but imagine this, like if even just once a week you pull out your phone and you do like, you know, Fred's tip, uh, tech tip of the week or whatever. Hey guys, Fred again here. We're just on the job site. Um, we're actually like fixing, you know, the work from like a previous contractor. And this is what we see a lot, actually. Some uh, corners are being cut here. As you can see, they did X, Y, Z. Um, just want to put this out there as like, you know, a public service announcement, guys. Just be on the lookout for this kind of thing. Like sometimes you'll see contractors doing this. and Yeah, you don't want to like fill your timeline up with like salesy like pitches all the time. Yeah. Like you actually want to be like genuinely trying to help people. Yeah. Like if you're a value. painting company, yeah, value, just pure value. Um, like if you're a painting company, you want to be giving tips and tricks on like how to make your interior paint job last as long. You don't want to seem like mm -hmm. a guy that's like eager to come back and paint in two years. Like you want to be like, I came in, I did a quality job. Here's how you maintain it. Mm -hmm. And people are going to like, they're going to appreciate that. They're going to think like, wow, this guy's not just trying to scam me. He actually cares about me. Mm -hmm. He is not just trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. He actually wants yeah. to serve. Yeah. Um, and so it's like with the social media stuff, again, it's like posting, showing proof that you're the real deal, educating, giving value, like Matt said. The other thing that you can start to do, and Matt actually mentioned this briefly, is getting on mainstream media, like news channels and things like this. Matt was talking a little bit about like almost becoming a celebrity. This is actually like a real thing within marketing is if you can start to brand yourself personally as a celebrity, then any business that you create and go off and do is going to be trusted, right? And so 
talk a little bit about that like the the like getting on the news possibly for these types of things to be able to like build more mainstream branding yeah some people might think it's like ambitious to get on the news but it's it's not impossible um you could take anything that's kind of happening in your area and kind of like capitalize on it in a genuine way like you want to maybe uh contribute to causes that you care mm -hmm. about or if like a, a a rough storm went through your area and there's like a bunch of roofs that got uh, damaged and you're the roofing guy just like going and say hey i'm willing to do like 10 roofs for free for lower income families that can get you on the news and people are going to think you're like genuine and you're trying to help and sure maybe you benefit personally from it getting your brand out there but like you're doing it because you actually care about your community and again it's like yeah. the authority the genuine uh, nature of what you're trying to do here yeah matt and i were talking about that like at one point too we we're just saying like imagine if like exactly that like a storm or some kind of like um yeah like maybe people are really struggling in your area right now for xyz reason um like let's say that the roof is leaking we'll talk roofing right now it's like let's say that the roof is leaking after like a hurricane hit your your town it's like you could go on the news and say hey we really care about our community and so for that reason um right now we're willing to give away you know um three repairs for like roof leaks right now to any family that's like hurting or blah 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 yeah, whatever it is like basement flooding I don't whatever know. Yeah. we might have to get creative with it yeah like, we don't have all the answers for like exactly the uh nuances how to, how it yeah but like there's something you could do to like make it so that you're on there and yeah you're gonna you could get publicized for sure yeah and these are things that are really going to elevate your brand into that celebrity status that we're talking about because people are gonna be like People are going to remember that. And, like, whether it's, like, a year later, whatever, like they're going to be like, you were that guy who was doing that thing. Plus, if they yeah. don't remember it, you could just have it plastered on your social medias, on your landing page, whatever. You're like, I was on XYZ News. They <laughs> talked about me because XYZ. And people will be like, oh, wow, that's cool. If they didn't if they didn't happen to catch the, uh, the segment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you can promote that. And now that's marketing material for you, right? Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is just, like, going on that basis of like local events right so it's like the the news right but let's say that you've got like a local hockey like we're canadian so it's like hockey's a thing here so let's say you've got like your local hockey team and you're like hey like we want to support our local team so you sponsor some events or maybe there's like um you know maybe uh you have certain values like maybe you're a christian right and so it's like you want to sponsor an event for your church or um, talk a little bit about some of these kind of things. Like, yeah, there's yeah. Uh, other things like um, veterans. People love veterans. Stuff. Yeah. Students, like we said uh, previously with like student works painting and stuff. Uh, pe people just like helping causes and, and working with companies that align with their values. Yeah. So if you could lean into the stuff that you actually agree with and, and you want to support, it goes it works both ways you benefit and you're helping people that you care about and you're pushing causes that you care about so it's a win-win yeah and then people are going to start associating your brand with these kind of causes right and so that's going to really elevate your exposure right like obviously you want to be doing you're doing it for the right reasons but at the same time there's oh like trust me like all of these like billionaires and the you know these businesses that say like oh we donated xyz for this like there still is a bit of a personal benefit they're basically buying pr at the end of the day yeah, huge tax write-offs <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and so you know local events is definitely super super important too so with all that being said you might be listening to this right now we're talking about like you know building credibility and okay like 
kind of basically the overarching thing that you might be feeling from some of this is like this kind of sounds matt like a like a fake it till you make it type thing right where it's like hey like i'm working hard to get in these pictures and we're doing like kind of these pr stunts to try and get in front of people and blah 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 and so maybe you're feeling like a little bit of imposter syndrome right where you're feeling like hey like is this kind of gimmicky though um and so maybe you're feeling that way, right? And so if you are feeling that way, I want to take this moment to kind of crush that belief because this is all a good thing. Like if you're feeling like you're having imposter syndrome from like, Matt, I don't feel comfortable about promote. Like what Matt was saying there, like if you feel weird from promoting the fact that like you did that whole local drive thing or like you were on the news giving away a roof to like a family in need, if you feel weird about that, it's something that you need to get over as a business owner because this is a growth opportunity for you to move past your, yourself, right? You're moving past like your own self-interests and you're thinking about the business, right? You need to think about furthering the business and marketing the business so that you can start attracting the type of leads you want to attract, charging what you're worth so that you can pay your employees really, really well, you can take care of them, you can take care of your family, and you can actually build the business that you want to build, right? Yeah, everyone starts somewhere, honestly, it's just about the road to getting to where you want to be. And if you know you're a quality craftsman, and you deserve to be commanding these high, high ticket jobs, just work honestly to get there. And if you lean into your values, and you're honest, and you help people along the way, mm-hmm. that's how you build the true authority. And that's how you end up doing this in a genuine way. And so tying all this back, right, because we've been kind of jumping all over the place and talking about all these different things, proof, authority, all these things. Really, like when we're tying it all back, we want to tie it back to just the overarching question of how am I positioning my brand right now in the marketplace? And I think a lot of contractors struggle with this because every contractor that I've talked to on the phone, I've talked to hundreds at this point, they all say the same thing. Oh, we do the best work, man. Like we do great quality work, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, is that the work that you do is one thing, but how your brand is being perceived is a whole other thing. Because I'll tell you right now, it doesn't matter how good you are at your craft if nobody knows you, right? And so the question that you need to ask yourself, again, I'll restate, is how am I positioning myself into the marketplace right now? Am I really putting my best foot forward? We were talking about our online presence. We were talking about reviews, pictures. Am I really putting myself, my best foot forward online? Or am I maybe being a little bit sloppy with it? And so what I want to leave you with that maybe you can do as an action step after this podcast is just take a self-inventory, take a self-audit, or... Um, you know, ask someone maybe who's unbiased yeah. and just say like, you know, take a look at myself. Yeah, like honestly, a friend and family mem- family member that you're just like, honestly, be brutally honest. Like, would you hire <laughs> me? What's lacking? Because honestly, you might think that the stuff you're putting out is great. And if you're putting out stuff, like at least you're doing an effort, but mm-hmm. there's always room for constructive criticism, you know, mm-hmm. how to improve and you want to improve. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so it's like, you know, obviously the person you trust, you have to, you ask, you have to trust them and yeah, like their like, opinion. Be brutally honest. Rip like, no, apart. man, you're good, man. Yeah. You're all good. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Thank God. Now, what are those jobs? <laughs> but, you know, really just, just take the time. Just sit down and just type in your business name into Google. Google yourself, you know, and just look through and it's like, what comes up? Like, 
Is it, you know, maybe a one-star review? Do you see something like that? Is there, like, you know, someone talking smack about you online? Um, are some of the pictures on your social media, maybe there are some super old ones there that you're kind of embarrassed about a little bit that you got to brush up? Like, what is some of this stuff looking like, right? And so uh, I want to leave you guys with that. Um, that's all that we have here today. Matt, do you have anything else that uh, you wanted to cover um, building that brand? I'm so, not sure. Let's, I think we covered a lot. We did pretty well. We covered a lot. Before this podcast, we were like, hey, like, we got to bring a ton of value. I hope you guys got a lot of value. Um, I think we covered pretty much everything that we want to talk about yeah, today. Yeah, for the most part. We, uh, yeah, we got all the points, I think. Sweet. Hey, guys. Um, thanks again for tuning in today on the Contractor Marketing Show. Matt, thanks for joining us as well. Thanks for having me again, Matt. Guys, uh, I want to ask you for a huge favor. If you're enjoying this content, wherever you're listening to, give it a thumbs up or give it an honest rating on where you're listening. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever, I'd really appreciate it. So then we can bring this podcast more often to you. It's going to help bring more subscribers and it'll boost the podcast so we can have more listeners. So thank you guys for listening. And that's uh, this episode on the Contractor Marketing Show. See you guys later.